Welcome to Special Programming, produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. In this course, SCI 3101, the Public Communication of Science, undergraduate science students learn skills related to communicating their knowledge to non-specialist audiences in the general public. That's us. As one of their assignments, they are tasked in pairs or alone to produce a five to eight minute podcast on any scientific topic of their choice. Using any approach of their choosing, the students were to produce a short media clip that would be informative, accessible, and interesting to an audience from the general public. In this series, we have stories, interviews, and conversations that range from COVID vaccines to black holes in the universe. everyone tuning in this is your host Seja and Abby welcome to our podcast so our question today is do you think human populations should be limited in growth and if so how can we do it ethically well there's two sides to the argument right there's an aspect of being sustainable trying to keep the earth intact and whether we will run out of resources and then on the flip side there's an ethical aspect to it where people ask the question like how do we do it ethically is there even a way to do it ethically um, one great example is, for example, the China's um, one-child policy. People who don't know what the one-child policy is. So basically, up until 2015, China only allowed families to have one child or one birth per family. So if you had a set of twins, that was fine too. Uh, so they changed that to a two-child policy up until 2021, where now they have a three-child policy. So this raised some concerns because... They were forcing women who had more births than one to forcefully take contraceptions or forcefully have abortions done to them. Yeah, and that definitely raises like an ethical aspect of it, right? Where um, can a government even govern women's bodies or people's bodies in that aspect? Can they actually force punishment if you have more than one birth? Is that ethical? And I think a lot of people would say it's not. But then some people might say, well, that's the government's way of keeping our resources in check, right? Like that's They're just doing what they think is best for the resources that they do have. And so this policy has been beneficial in terms of curbing population growth or aiding um, economic growth, improving health and wellness of some women and children. But the negative aspect of it is there are some concerns about demographic and even just the sex imbalance and the psychological effects of a whole generation of just only children. So the long-term effects of these policies weren't really studied or taken into account, or at least the psychological effects, because the economic benefits were there and they were definitely prioritizing that over anything else. And even if we look at corporations with climate change, ultimately it is money and power that goes into these policies and dictates what direction they're going to take and what decisions they're going to make. Yeah, 100%. And another way of looking at it even is these um, corporations, a lot of the time they're not really looking at the consequences of their actions and how, although in that moment they are profiting from hurting the environment and um, contributing to climate change, in the long run, climate change is hurting them just as much as it's hurting the rest of us. And we could even compare our population to a bacterial growth curve. So there'll be a lag phase where you introduce a new population and they're acclimatizing, they're getting used to everything. And then shortly after, they reach an exponential phase where they're taking advantage of all these resources. 
they're eating, they're thriving, they're breeding, and there's a sharp increase in their population number. And at some point, they're going to reach equilibrium, and that's going to take them to a stationary phase. But then there's going to be a point where they run out of resources, they run out of food, there's overcrowding. And we could argue that this can be similar to our world and a lot of things that we're seeing today, even with climate change, with the pandemic, and just with resources in general, because we are going to run out of resources at some point. It's not going to be an infinite source of just like food, minerals, whatever we need, right? And then much like a bacterial growth curve, there's going to be a death phase when, when bacteria run out of food or space, they start dying off one by one. So the question is, at what point are we going to reach our death phase? At what point can our Earth not sustain our population anymore? So another aspect of it too is um, animals, right? So a lot of other animals and species have shorter lifespans and we've been able to extend ours using advances in medicine and technology. And through these advances in medicine, technology, and even agriculture, we've been able to extend our lifespan by manipulating nature essentially. Yeah, so like even if we look at our lifespan years ago, decades ago, we were living up until like the age of 30 to 40, somewhere between there. And now we're reaching numbers of 80 to 100. So we've almost doubled that in these in this last, what, century, perhaps? Whereas animals and other species, they have a bit more balance in terms of how long they live. So how long they're going to consume whatever resources. And even with their food webs, what they consume and then what consumes them ultimately creates some sort of balance in their ecosystem. Whereas we're said to be at the top of the food chain, which isn't necessarily true, but we've created such a man-made world where anything that can eat us like a bear or a shark or anything else that's basically bigger than us can't really access us because why would they want to come to a city right they're going to get shot or something so we've eliminated that sort of balance by forcing ourselves at the top of the food chain through weaponry through technology through medicine And I mean, agriculture as well, right? We're already taking up so much space and we're continuing to expand. We're continuing to take up the habitats of other organisms. And I mean, deforestation is already such a big problem. So interestingly enough, I was actually reading an article where they were saying that that 10 billion people is probably on the higher end of our population limit on Earth where food would not be a concern. And interestingly enough, there's actually an article in 2010 that talks about how many grains are produced annually and how much that could actually sustain us in terms of resources. So um, the article says that there's enough to feed 10 billion vegetarians, but the amount of grains we have available would only feed 2.5 billion U.S. omnivores. And that's purely because there's so much vegetation that's already being used in order to, to feed livestock and poultry in the United States that being vegetarians or or uh, vegan even, is a much more sustainable way of keeping our resources intact and keeping Earth intact, essentially. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Going off of that, even if we look at consumerism here in first world countries compared to third world countries, even if our population was lower, we're consuming so much more. Well, actually, the UN had uh, put out projections, and I believe it was 2011, And uh, if projections are correct, we're actually en route to a population of more than 9 billion by 2050. And 
11 billion by 2100 and that's even more than we had projected when um we first found out that the earth may not be able to sustain our populations so this begs the question what can we do in order to limit population growth and can it even be done in an ethical way so some people are talking about the possibility of volunteering to be euthanized what do you think about that i don't know um i mean i guess if you really think about it yes some individuals could volunteer to be euthanized but who knows if that was truly their decision if they were in the right headspace when they made that decision um is there someone influencing that decision like you can never say 100 it was voluntary yeah if they're ill or something then i could understand like if they're like terminal on their deathbed and they're like okay i don't want to live anymore yeah then yeah euthanasia can be but but are they in the right headspace even when they're sick true and then if we're talking about just population growth them choosing to be euthanized solely to limit our population that's a bit it's an ethical question (laughs) yeah a hundred percent and i mean like another aspect of it too is um could people in power abuse that could there be like issues of i don't know maybe blackmail or yeah. Anything like that where someone is is like murdering is, someone, yeah, but so then it, covering it up exactly, as or yeah. even like, or even hundred um, percent that'll be there. Yeah, or even uh, I'm sure even now if we like go back to our home countries, there's going to be some news article somewhere <laughs> in those local newspapers. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's the same idea as like suicide being covered, like um, murders being covered up as suicides, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, if we even shift the whole um, spectrum to the other side, we can talk about climate change and like natural ways of limiting our populations mm-hmm. and and how it's doing it on, on its own as well exactly like you were saying earlier how it's recovering other diseases yeah. and illnesses and yeah that's like even covid right exactly. i mean that wasn't specifically due like it didn't start because of climate change but if we look at how dense our population is in some places, that's where it's really affecting. Yeah. And so like the, the whole idea behind it is that climate change is so there's a lot of viruses that are trapped within different layers of like, I guess, Earth's crust and and with the ice. Yeah. And the ice and with with climate change, more ice is melting. So more viruses are actually resurfacing. Mm-hmm. And so um, that could like lead to a lot of pandemics, a lot of issues and some people say, well, hey, maybe that's natural, um, Earth's natural way of fixing the population. Yeah, even with, like, natural disasters, right? Mudslides, yeah. tsunamis, earthquakes. 100%. Earth is it's euthanizing us. <laughs> it is. So on that note, we've looked at a few ways that we could limit our population. But at the end of the day, that's going to be a decision that us, the humans, are going to have to make. Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, that's a decision we have to make as soon as possible because our Earth is definitely not going to sustain us in 100 to 200 years, right? We're already, our clock has already started running. Yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to make it past that. We're going to hit that, that death figure as well soon. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure to be here and have a great day. You just heard one episode in a series of podcasts produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. 